Hello, everyone, and welcome. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to you Shauna Martin. She is the Chief Cat Officer of Club Cat, and also a woman that I first met, gosh, how long ago was it? Well, my oldest, who's now 18, was a little girl, so I want to say at least maybe 12 years ago, 10, yeah, 12 years wow. <laughs> Time flies. Yes. So Shauna, um, when we met, I actually babysat her kids and just <laughs> wonderful girls whom, with wonderful parents. And so the reason why I have Shauna on the show today is because she's an entrepreneur who followed her dreams. And during the pandemic, when there was a lot of uncertainty, she she set out and created this business that that I actually I love because I have a cat. Um, but she will share more about what Club Cat is. But mostly, I just wanted her just to share her story and to inspire all of those budding entrepreneurs out there, anyone who's ever thought about starting their own business, and maybe they feel like they have a wild and crazy idea that nobody understands. But I bet once you hear Shauna's story, you're going to just be like, yes, I'm going to go for it. She's an <laughs> inspiring woman and just a lot of fun. So Shauna, without further ado, um, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes. Um, outside of being a zany for cats kind of person, um, I am a happily married um, woman uh, with uh, two fabulous kids. Um, one just started college literally uh, a week ago. So we flew her from California to New York. That was huge. Um, and then I have a 12-year-old, a, a seventh grade daughter as well. Um, and uh, I have also uh, two kitty cats, um, and one 85-pound dog <laughs> who's watching me right now going, Mom, why aren't we playing? <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I am. And I run a, a business that I um, founded um, called Club Cat, and we're located in Irvine, California, and we're a luxury cat hotel. Yes. So can you share a little bit more about um, what led you to start Club Cat? Yeah, so um, gosh, it kind of goes way back. I, I think a lot of people in their careers um, just kind of know what they want to do um, early on in college. I know my daughters already kind of have their sights on career paths. And I wasn't really that person. I was um, definitely motivated ac academically. My parents are all educated, retired educators and administrators in education. Um, but I, I just was kind of a late bloomer. I didn't give a lot of thought into what I wanted to do. So I ended up um, in, in a career path that I, I was pretty good at. I liked it was, you know, marketing, communications, um, uh, and, and public relations. But um, I just always kind of felt that there was this big deficit. Um, and I'm, I'm, somebody who uh, I'm not motivated so much by money, although money's nice, um, but I'm much more motivated by um, my day to day and the meaning that I, you know, that I derive out of what I do. And it took me a long time to realize that. So, um, you know, the, the, the abridged story is that I um, had left my career uh, to do freelance work. I think that was around the time that you and I met or met just before that 
Um, and my oldest was going into a new school, um, a performing arts school out here that's um, pretty popular. I wanted to be more involved and I didn't have that chance before in corporate. I was tied to an office or meetings and zillions of emails. Um, so I went freelance and um, I kind of dusted off a business plan that I'd written probably six years before that. Um, and it was about a, a, a cat hotel. Um, and it was something that I had written because I never had a place that I really felt comfortable um, where I felt comfortable boarding my cats. So um, I dusted that business plan off. And, um, you know, oddly, another friend from uh, Paul Mirage, which at the time was Graduate School of Management at UCI, a really good friend of mine had left Disney after a really long career there. And we were trying to figure out what we might do as a business. And it was kind of one of those well, once you find the man of, you know, the man of your dreams or the woman of your dreams, you don't really want to date. You want to just be with that person forever. And it was like that. I'd already had written the business plan for Club Cat. Um, and my friend Debbie and I just, nothing was appealing to me. And it was because my heart really was to, to do that. So um, I finally just decided one day I'm going to make this work. And and I journaled the whole thing from day one and, um, and, and it just came to fruition and after a lot of hard work and dedication. Yeah. Oh, that's so incredible. And Shauna, just even hearing you talk about your journey, like when you were talking about the work that you did before, like you could even just see it in your demeanor that it wasn't something that you were passionate about. It wasn't something that really got you excited but just when you started to talk more about your business, like you lit up, like, <laughs> and, like I think that that says something that that we as humans, as individuals, should pay attention to what excites us, to pay attention to what what is like this thing that sticks with us over years. And you said that you've written the business plan six years before, so it just shows that it, that we should pay attention to those like those key things. Absolutely. I mean, I, I remember, you know, the how it was incepted was uh, interesting. I was I was working full time, managing a team, and I was working part time as uh, an adjunct instructor of business and, and management at um, a local community college here in Southern California, Orange Coast College. And I was uh, I was showing in this course uh, over the semester. I was showing a series of videos about small businesses, and it was tied to the student, student learning objectives for that course. And one of the videos was about uh, a woman who uh, changed her career, you know, got out of corporate to launch a dog business um, that kind of transformed a daycare for dogs. Um, and it's now Camp Bow Wow. And I, I would show my students these film, these videos, and whenever the Camp Bow Wow snippet would come on and um, you know, I just would think, gosh, I wish I could do something like that, but for cats, you know, so that was kind of one of the seeds that I think God planted in me, but just watching this woman's story and how it unfolded and here I am teaching my students about these concepts, but in my heart, it was just stirring like, wow, like she just went for it, you know, she just, she just went for it and, um, and really did, um, I mean, talk talk about a disruptor, changed doggy daycare from being just a kennel kind of situation to a day camp where you send your kids. And, and frankly, people think of their fur babies, whether they're dogs or cats, as their, as their kids, as 
family members. So, uh, so yeah, that, that was inspiring to me. And that is so awesome. And I'll, I'll definitely put a link to club cat on, on this video, but like for anybody just to look at it, it is such a beautiful place. <laughs> like, like if I lived in California still, I would definitely send our cat there because you make it seem like their home in a sense, you know, like this fun place where they can go. And it, it didn't, just by the pictures, it didn't look like clinical, you know? <laughs> right. That was by design. And I, I have to say, I, I was very fortunate, Valentina, in a lot of ways um, in building Club Cat, but my designer, um, she was a friend of mine who oddly I danced with for several years in an amateur dance company out here. Um, and she, and I reconnected and uh, she designed it for me. And she literally took what my vision, my head was. And I, I, I'm not good with visual arts. I cannot draw to save my life. Fortunately, my children got my husband's art talent and not mine. Um, I definitely have performing arts talent, not visual arts talent, but um, Monica took everything that was in my head and she, she designed it and, 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 and then some. Um, and I, I've had customers that are interior designers that walk in and they say, oh my goodness, wow. <laughs> so Aww. it's a testament to her <laughs> being able to translate what was in my noodle. But no, but that also speaks to the the fact of like as an entrepreneur, like we can have a vision, we can have an idea, but we do actually need other people to carry it out. Like, yeah. have you found that? So besides Monica, was it Monica? Yeah, Monica. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think um, for me, I've always been very aware of you know what my talent is, what my God given talent is. Um, versus what it's not and and what God-given talents lie in the other uh, people in my lives. And, um, you know, I, I guess if you uh, go back to um, the tip, the book, the tipping point, uh, if you haven't read that book, read it, it's fantastic. But I, you know, I'm a connector. I'm not a maven. I'm a connector. And I always have been a connector in business. And I've always really delighted in that role. Um, and so it, it was so odd when, cause I, you know, I wasn't a spring chicken when I launched Clubcat. I was in my, uh, in my forties, my, my mid to late forties. Um, and I just suddenly, I was the one connecting all these people who normally I would connect together and I was just plugging them into me like, Oh, that person does this and, and they could benefit uh, club cat and club cat could potentially benefit them in this way. Um, so I think for me, cultivating uh, relationships has really been one of my keys to success with club cat and just kind of being able to keenly, understand uh those talents um those god-given talents and, and to utilize them to the benefit of, of both individuals yeah gosh i think that's probably why you and i get along so well i am also <laughs> definitely a connector like when i meet somebody i'm like oh i think they would get along with this person or even this are <laughs> like, yeah. yeah so i totally understand that um so i'm just i love talking to business owners just because being one myself, I, I feel like I have so much to learn. And and you as you as an individual, as a woman who has built this from scratch. And so I, I just admire you for one. Thank you. <laughs> and so Thank I just you. would love to know, like, so when you decided to start out, like, I'm sure there were things that came up that were just different hurdles or obstacles. 
what kept you going? Like, what kept you just like waking up each day and saying, okay, no, we are going to do this. We are going to launch this. It's funny you asked that because um, a couple things. First, so to answer your question, I, I don't remember ever feeling like I had to, I had to be motivated. I remember just feeling that motivation. It just, it, the momentum carried me. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not saying that there weren't obstacles, but so the second part of the answer to this question is um, I think the reason the momentum carried me, Valentina, through this process, uh, and, and not to say I wasn't discouraged at times, but um, I had a very pivotal conversation with a dear friend of mine who I met my my second year of college and she's been one of my closest friends ever since <clears throat> and it was before I became even a Catholic because I, I I became a Christian before I was a Catholic Christian um, and I was just a secular Jew like most of my secular Jew friends and family um, but I you know cultivated more of a, a spiritual um, I, I think spiritual curiosity in my life but I, I was not religious in any you know, way, shape, or form. But this one dear friend of mine, uh, she and I have, have remained very close. And she, I, 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 she's not a Catholic Christian. She's a, a non-denominational Christian. She is a bit of my, like a, she's an informal spiritual advisor to me. I find her to be a wealth of um, just direction. And I always feel the Holy Spirit in our conversations. And I, I love her to death. And um Early on, when I was trying to make this work, I mean, one of the obstacles was my mom, oddly. I'm a woman in my mid to late 40s, and my mom has always been a risk-averse person, which kind of, I adopted that because kids often adopt that from their parents' traits, but I, I just didn't challenge it until I realized I was really not happy in my career. And I think when I finally realized that I had adopted this, but I'm not a risk-averse person person per se, um, it was really freeing for me. So going back to my friend who is, you know, so uh, helpful to me with my spiritual life, she uh, and I had a pivotal conversation where I said, look, I want to do this. I feel every bone in my body says do it, but how do I know, how do I know that, that this is what God wants me to do? Like, how do I know that the obstacles that I'm going to face are, are just regular obstacles that people that are starting businesses face or that this is something that God's like, Hey, don't go there. Like, this is the mm -hmm. sign. This is the helicopter, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, my friend Catlin said something to me that was just so, um, memorable. And I guess this is what not got me out of bed every day, but, but I re referred back to when I'd have some challenges and that is, um, you know, is this something, it, you know, you, you need to discern, is this, you need to be able to discern, is this God saying, Shauna, this isn't a path really that I think you should go down, or is this just a, a normal obstacle? You need to just give it to him. You need to ask him, <laughs> you know, and he'll lead you, he'll lead you in whatever sign he you know, chooses to, to give, which I've always felt with my relationship with Christ is the case. Like I ask for a sign and I get it. Maybe not the day I want it and maybe not the way I want it, but he always reveals it. And so um, I did, I would take it to, to Christ and it was, 
he, as Catlin says, Club Cat was got, got ordained. I mean, he really has shown me that. We opened one year exactly before the pandemic, a brand new business. Um, and not that I reinvented the wheel per se, there are other cat places in Southern California, but nothing like us, not even close. And this is not just, you know, something I say, it's something I hear you know, daily from customers um, and even veterinarians who visited Club Cat and, and so mm-hmm. forth. So, yeah, I would say that um, that it was definitely that discernment um, that got me out of bed when we did have some really crazy stuff happen. Um, and it was like, no, this is this is going to work out like like that. He was my rainbow. You know, he gave me a rainbow. So, yeah. Oh, that's incredible. And I'm so glad that you brought that up about just taking it to prayer. Like, I think that sometimes I forget, and I think others forget that God is our biggest cheerleader. Like, he wants us to succeed. He wants us to do well. He wants us to be happy. And so, like, why not go to him and ask him for direction? And, like, and yeah, knowing that he will, like, trusting that he will show us what to do. And like you said, it may not be the, the same day, but it may be a few days later, either through something you read or something that someone said to you or just a sense exactly. of like, yeah, this is right. This is a good, like the right thing to do. So that that's awesome. Yeah. So what has been some of the joys of owning Club Cat? <laughs> I'd say the biggest joy is when my customers hug me after they pick up their cat, literally, oh. and they are so happy and they to me and my team not just me early on just me when it was when I didn't really have a team because I couldn't afford a team early on but they say to me um Shauna thank god you're here like or thank goodness whatever their faith is or non-faith but Mm -hmm. you know thank the world or the the, you know that you that you guys are here and and I have customers who haven't been on vacation for years because I, I know it may seem incredible to some of your listeners or viewers that um, that there are people that don't go on vacations or they go on separate vac- vacations because they they won't leave the cat anywhere mm-hmm. and they don't trust people or they have two they're helicopter cat parents and they exist mm-hmm. um, and so that's the most rewarding because um, because you see this journey when they drop off their cat and and it is a it is an experience we don't just it's not like you drop off your cat like at the, a pet clinic during covid or for a surgery i mean you you know we take them in we hold their hands the whole way especially our new customers we show them the cat suite they set it up how they want oh. i've had customers spend up to 2 hours and they're crying when they leave because oh. their cats are so important to them and they they can't you know, they have separation anxiety. Um, and, and then the back end of it, when they come, when they return from their trip or whatever, wherever they've gone and they just, they're so happy. They were able to watch their kitty on the webcam, you know, whatever time it was where they were in a different continent and they were able, you know, they get these customized postcards with pictures and videos from their cat, from their cat's perspective, Um, you know, uh, (laughs) throughout their trip so they just you know and they say I I was so relieved and I I could go I could travel feeling stress-free I I, you know so that is the most rewarding thing that those are the days and God knows when I have a day where I'm like oh Lord 
you know, because we always have doubts, like, you know, we just always have doubts in life. And it's always on those days where he sends me a customer that is just like, I can't, I don't know what I could, you know, I'm so glad I found Club Cat. So, yeah. Oh, that's so great. And I want to also like, just acknowledge something that I found so brilliant about your, your business model and that you purposely situated it close to an airport. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I knew early on that I wanted to strategically be near John Wayne Airport because although John Wayne Airport is not the epicenter of Orange County per se, yeah. uh, in terms of geography, um, it is the epicenter of Orange County in terms of what people think of Orange County. Everybody knows John Wayne Airport, right? And, and yes. it, it makes sense. LA is a little much more of a beast. So it's, just, it's very big with LAX, but, but not so much Orange County. And um, so, yeah, I really wanted to be there. And I, again, going back to the connector uh, conversation, I got so lucky. I, I, I practice a self-defense system called Krav Maga and it's kind of a family. My daughters have done it since they were both seven years old. So we're 11 years with Krav Maga Orange County. Um, and one of my uh Krav Maga um, friends, uh, partners at some time, he connected me to a commercial broker that he had used, um, who's, who really deals with really large scale projects. She's not somebody who generally deals with really small businesses, um, such as Club Cat at this juncture. Um, and um, I had just gone through a, kind of a nightmare with a former, a previous commercial broker who just was in it for the money and led us into these rabbit holes and, you know, without getting into that mess that kind of elongated our search at least a year. Um, Mm. Mary Kay was fantastic. Mm. And um, she found us, you know, after being told you're never going to find anything in Irvine, the the property management companies and the, the landlords, they don't want a cat place. Cats are, you know, for some reason in the real commercial real estate world, cats have this taboo because they stink um, and it's not the case. No. Um, if I were running a, a, a if I were, had been opening a dog daycare, um, I wouldn't have had an issue. And I, I find um, it astounding and I love dogs. I love my dog. So it's not a, uh, I'm not trying to um, mm-hmm. discriminate against dogs, but cats are extremely fastidious. And yes, they're, you know, urine can smell, but they have these things called litter boxes. <laughs> yes. so, anyway, uh, she ended up uh, finding a space for us that, that was just perfect. And it's really close to John Wayne airport. And um, yeah, I mean, that whole process was a learning experience and then some, but now we have a flagship location um, that, that, you know, when we start expanding and, and that's um, kind of our next step. And we can talk about that if you would like to later, but, um, but I'm exactly where I wanted the first location to be. Yeah. Uh, Well, actually, let's just talk about it now. Like what are some of the exciting (laughs) things on the horizon? Yeah. Well, I, um, I've just retained a franchise attorney. So uh, a firm and, um, Again, another connector situation, um, a, a friend of mine from college who uh, went into franchise consulting and, and kind of knows everybody in that world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at UC Irvine, he was a, an engineer, but he, you know, he planted a seed in me early on about 
you know, what if you could open any business, you know, we were 20 years old, you know, what would you open, you know, so mm-hmm. that question has always kind of come back to me at times during my life. And it so happens that he connect, he reconnected with me when he saw that Club Cat was opening and said, hey, down the line, you might want to think about franchising. Oh, At the wow. time, I was very opposed to it um, for a bunch of reasons. I thought that I would just own and operate, kind of following along the in and out, um, you know, storyline where they don't franchise and they own and operate. You know, the the granddaughter owns and operates all of theirs. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that that's what I wanted to do as well because mm-hmm. so much of your person goes into Club Cat, and it isn't uh, a business that you want to get in the hands of just investors who want to just churn revenue. Uh, you really have to have the right team. And it, it, yeah. the, the personal touch, the customer service at Club Cat is truly what I think separates us. I mean, all the bells and whistles are amazing and wonderful, but the fact that we will respond to people at 11 PM, you know, like we, we don't want people, customers to feel that their cats are in some black hole that they yeah. can't, you know, if they have a question or a concern. So um, anyway, um, uh, I, I realized in the past three and a half years since we opened our doors that um, I don't think that I could own and operate a second one and um, not um, and not be on major um, anxiety medication <laughs> because I would yeah. be very concerned. Uh, it, there's just so much with one location. So um, yeah, I've decided that franchising... Um, and just stipulating, you know, when we do vet uh, potential franchisees that that we really have the right person who has the right heart for this um, for this franchise. Mm-hmm. No, that is so exciting. And I cannot wait. So I'm in Florida. So if you if anybody out there wants to open up a location <laughs> in Florida, please. <laughs> Definitely. As we as we get our FDD, you know, we work on everything and, you know, we're not obviously at the point where we're uh, where we're marketing it because we cannot yet. But um, that's the that's the step we're at right now. So mm-hmm. I definitely will keep that in mind. Yeah. Oh, so great. So just go thinking back more about your journey as an entrepreneur, what, what are some of the characteristics you think, I mean, I know everybody's different, but what are the characteristics you think make a good entrepreneur? Hmm. Well, it's interesting you say that. I, 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 I could answer this in a way that would reveal how I wish I could be as an entrepreneur, but I don't know that that would be fair. Um, I, I think, and, and some of these characteristics are not ones that I necessarily possess, but I aspire to. Um, I definitely think being flexible and open to change is critical. Um, and just in life in general, right? Things don't go our way or the way we want. And, you know, taking it to a spiritual aspect, um, you know, that's part of giving it to God. And, and, and again, not being fatalistic, like, oh, I have no control over my life. Not, not at all. I mean, I'm an extremely actionable person, but really just knowing like, hey, how I envision something isn't necessarily going to be what's good long term. So I think um, being flexible and open to change. I mean, the, the pandemic was the biggest disruptor that I could ever imagine. And I didn't imagine it in my SWOT analysis, my strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, which I know you're very familiar with as an MBA. Um, 
I mean, of course I had that in my business plan, but never, never did I dream putting pandemic as one of the <laughs> threats, right? Exactly. Um, I bet that, I bet that any and every business student from now until maybe 50 years from now, that's going to be one of their <laughs> threats, right? Exactly. So um, you can't plan for that stuff. But, um, and I would say for me, for I think for any entrepreneur, um, I think you have to kind of, if you're, if you're solo, I think you need to understand where your weaknesses are. So I think having a good understanding of where your strengths lie and where your weaknesses lie. I've been very fortunate because my husband, um, who is my partner in everything and my very best friend, um, and I've been so fortunate to, to, you know, and get, again, God brought us together. Our anniversary is on the 13th. So it'll be 19 years. Um, he and I are very different. I mean, we are, he, his strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa. So I think as an entrepreneur, knowing, you know, I'm very energetic and I'm an extrovert. Um, my team, my manager, who's coming on full-time this month, she is more of an introvert, you know, people that are more calm are better for me because they balance my, my energy levels. Yeah. I think if you're somebody who is more of a detail oriented person and less of a strategic big picture person, you want to consider that. So I think just knowing who you are, take the Myers-Briggs or, you know, there are a number of, of tests. Um, and then just, I think for me having faith, but I know there are a lot of successful entrepreneurs out there um, who aren't, you know, Catholics. That's not a criterion. My brother is an, an incredible inspiration to me. You know, he, you know, he's a, he's not a Catholic Christian. He's not a Christian at all, but he's very, very motivated. I think whatever your faith is, you know, whatever, um, whatever spirituality you have and however you call it, I think that's really important. So for me, um, just my faith was very, very critical. Again, as we talked about in leading me and continuing to lead me, um, uh, and yeah, and I'd say just being, just being determined and actionable. I mean, it's not just going to happen for you. You, you have to get, you have to do, you have to be willing to do anything and everything. You have to be the HR person. You have to be the janitor. You have to, you know, I mean, if you're really starting when you're bootstrapping something, you have to be that person that's willing to, to do everything and to show your team that you're willing, you know, I get, I get on my hands and knees and scoop cat scat um, on a daily basis. Cause you know, and I wish I could continue as I get pulled away, it's less and less hands-on, but my team knows that I'm not above doing any little, not as exciting thing, uh, you know, um, yeah, cuddling the cats is like the pinnacle, but you know, we have to do the dirty stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that is good advice. I mean, that's good to know what are those characteristics? What would you say to younger you, um, 20 year old you back in business school, trying to determine what you wanted to do and even or even what would you say to you before you launched club cat what advice would you give to yourself i would just say be patient hmm. and just trust the timing and not 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 wish away 
not wish away the negative, the, per, the perception that the situation you're in at the time is negative. Mm. If that makes sense. Um, for example, I, I remember a few positions that I had, and sometimes you take positions in life because at the time something's going on, you know, my husband switched careers. The transition was enormous. So I became the breadwinner while he was transitioning. And I remember, um, having to take on a position at a company, it, it wasn't so much the position, but it was not my number one choice by far. God ended up making lemonade out of that. Um, and I got promoted and onto a new team and it was, it was so much better. But at the time, that year that I spent, I was doing stuff that I was really feeling upset about and, and bitter about. And it's so ironic and it's such a God thing, but I look back to that year, Valentina Uh and the things that I had to do because I didn't have the budget to hire this kind of person or that kind of person. So I had to, I had to actually learn it myself. Oh, you know, (laughs) the humanity. I had to actually learn these things that I would just in my previous roles would have hired somebody to do and manage their work because they were the subject matter experts. But having those skills as an entrepreneur Hmm. saved me so much money. So I I literally look back at those positions and I think, okay, that's why I was there. That's one of the reasons I was there. It helped me in this way. And I didn't know it. I didn't know it at the time. So whatever you're going through, whatever... My, my mom always says, Shauna, you learn more from a crappy boss than you do from a really good boss. Now, I don't know that that's per se true, but I learned a lot from the very few that, you know, not so great bosses that I've had. Mm-hmm. And that's helped me, you know, as a, as a business owner and obviously HR manager and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, just, I'd say to my younger self, Shauna, be patient. There's a reason you're here. And one day you're going to look back and go, ah, I see why I was there. Wow. That is such good advice. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Wow. I really needed to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I say it to myself still sometimes, but it is so true. It's kind of akin to when you take a picture of yourself and you hate that picture Think to yourself, in 10 to 15 years, I'm going to look back at this picture and go, I was gorgeous. I was so young. So remember, (laughs) all perspective. Yes, I do that to this day. I'm like, wow, why did I not like the way I looked back then? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, I have a couple more questions for you, but I want to keep asking you a ton of questions. Um. (laughs) So what what advice would you give to the entrepreneur who's like, okay, I'm ready to do this, but then it's like fear holds them back, like other people's opinions hold them back, or even their own, yeah, lack of confidence in themselves, like they may have everything together, but just taking that leap, like what advice would you give to somebody in that position? Yeah, so um, that's a hard one. I would say, I would say really try to discern if it's fear 
because of these externalities or if it's some fear in you that may be attributed to not being ready or not having researched the, the, the area enough or not even really knowing enough about it to know that you really want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there were, I, I'm an idea person. I'm the kind of person that, you know, I have like a hundred ideas in a day. My husband is the guy who is the naysayer. He, you know, he's the, he's, you know, he's an accountant, a CPA by trade. He's a finance guy. He's very linear and detail oriented. And he's the one that brings you, you know, peels me off the cliff. So he bats away all of my, you know, pretty much all my ideas. When I have a few amazing ones, he's like, he catches it. And he's like, that's a really good idea, Shauna. Let's think about this. Um, So I I would say to that person, yeah, just um, really try to figure out where that fear is coming from. And if it's worthwhile having. So sometimes fear is good. I mean, really and truly, I mean, fear is a good thing, right? We're fight or flight. And but I will tell you my biggest, my now biggest fan who was my biggest detractor of the idea of pursuing Club Cat was my mom, who I'd always been super close with my entire life. And I, you know, she is very risk averse. So, you know, she, when I told her I was pursuing Club Cat, she said, oh my gosh, you have a mortgage and two kids. And what are you thinking? <laughs> you should be thinking about retirement, not starting a whole new career. You, you do well yeah. financially. What are you thinking, Shauna? Yeah. And she was, and nothing could persuade her. And I needed her. I felt that I really needed her support more emotionally and she wasn't giving it to me and no conversation would coax her into giving it to me. She just was flat out against it. And it really was hard. And that was also one of those conversations with God that was like, Lord, is this, is this because you're trying to tell me something? Cause you know, your parent, your mom is a big influence on your life. Even mm-hmm. when you're an older person. Yeah. Um, and I came to the conclusion after a while, a long time and, and some therapy that I needed and I never had ever before um, that that was her stuff. That was her stuff. She was her fear. She was putting on to me. So back to your question, other people are saying, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Um, the best things in my life that have happened to me are when people have been objecting and saying, what are you crazy? And it seems insane. And I just listened to my heart. And for me, it's the Holy spirit and Mm -hmm. nudging me. And so I'd say to that person, yeah, just really figure that out and, and know, and, and again, be patient too, because if it's a really great thing and it's meant to be, it will be if you cultivate it, but you don't have to rush out and, you know, prove to people that you can be an entrepreneur. I mean, do it for you, not anybody else. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, well, Shauna, this has been such a joy to speak with you. I just, I admire you even more. I, I didn't even think that was possible. <laughs> oh, thank uh, you, Valentina. You're good for my ego. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like I, I look up to you and I, I hope that one day that, that, I don't know, I can be as good of a, a small business owner as you. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you already are, but I appreciate that. And the, the respect and mutual adoration is, is definitely, um, you know, right back at you. Uh, you're a phenomenal woman and I'm, I'm very honored to be on your podcast. So thank you so much. Thank 
you. For thinking of me. Oh, well, of course. And for again, anyone out there in Southern California, please, please, please check out Club Cat. You will, you'll not miss out. Your cat will love you for it. So <laughs> I will link um, the her website um, in the description. So definitely check her out. And thank you again, Shauna, for your time. And I wish you just tremendous success. So, Likewise, thank you so much, Valentina. Uh, well. Thank you all for listening and God bless you. And remember, when we say yes to God, we change the world. And go hug your cat if you have one. <laughs> <laughs>